everybody. I'm Marianne Katsidis, and this is the Heart-Led Changemaker podcast. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone where it felt so juicy and inspired that it left you feeling energized and ready to take on the world? There have been countless times I wished I could have recorded conversations like that because it felt criminal that no one else got to hear or experience that feeling. Those conversations ignite something inside of you because you visualize a new way to connect with others and sometimes even a new world. This show will provide you with ways to stay focused on the future, some food for thought, new ideas and concepts, a way to create abundance ethically, a showcase of those already doing the work and succeeding, and a sense of connection. Being a change maker can be very lonely, so this will serve as a community for heart-led warriors. Sit back and let this high-vibe, heartfelt conversation light you up. Today's guest is Alex Danielli. She started her coaching journey as a gut health coach and back in 2006, she took a job in social media in Silicon Valley, specializing in product management and lead generation. Then in 2010, together with her ex-husband, founded their own startup and brought it to seven figures before they changed direction. Now she is in her 12th year of being an online entrepreneur with a focus on human design. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Alex, for those who are listening who may not be familiar with human design in particular, can you explain that in a bit more detail? Human design, (laughs) the big (laughs) question. A lot of people say it compares to some things like Myers-Briggs, but it's, it's completely not the same because it's closer to astrology because it relies on your time and date of birth. And this is why it's it's more accurate, in my opinion, and everyone who I've encountered who believes in it or not seems to have an astounding inner nod when they hear about certain aspects of their chart. But when you think about a test like Myers-Briggs or anything, they rely on you answering questions, right? And when you're someone really awake and aware and have a little um, knack for psychology, you already know where those questions are going, right? So you're already (laughs) going to influence them in your mind and spin them out a little further. Like if I answer like this, then that will be the outcome or they'll think that or that's where it's going. So you can actively consciously and then they give you a type, but that type is always depending on the day and the month and the year, right? With human design, you get a birth chart similar to astrology, but very different because it's also combined with the chakras in a rough way and and several other things. So it's really cool. And then you get a type. There's one of five types. You and I both (laughs) ended up being the same type, which I also love specializing in because I just understand them the best because I am one. Um, But yeah, these five types, they really show you how to operate in the world in an easy way. And if you've read some spiritual books or maybe um, the seven spiritual laws of success, one of them is like the path of least resistance, right? And we humans like to make things hard for ourselves. So when we live in accordance with our human design chart, we really get to experience success or peace or satisfaction or all the good things with the least amount of problems, so to say, or resistance, right? 
But um, that's why it's such a journey to get to know your chart. And usually when people first hear about their type, they're hugely relieved because it makes them feel so seen and like, oh my God, I always had that feeling. And finally, for some of the types, it'll be this aha moment of, oh my God, I always thought there was something wrong with me and I compared myself to the wrong people. But there's everything right with me. I just have different ways of operation that work for me. And it's just hugely validating, but not on a lazy level, right? It's not like validating on, oh, now you get to just sit on the couch and be lazy and stay comfortable. It's usually validating more on a soul level, I feel like. Absolutely. I know that that was my experience too. I would felt like an alien a lot of the time and I soon realized I was taught because the majority of, you know, the world is one specific type, the many gens, and bless them, they are hustlers. But I, I tried to, to hustle. I, I taught myself how to do that. But that's not what was true for me. And, and it's not a true operating system for people who are projectors like us. But uh, when I came across it, it was just in, it was just randomly in conversation with friends. And they were talking about their design types. And I asked them to read to me, like to put in my details and to read to me roughly what, you know, what I was about. And it was just light bulbs. And it, it was, it was that soul satisfaction and it was like it was like a contentment that I never really had felt before how did you come across human design like where did that start because I I mean that was for me it was by accident yeah well I was in a one-year-long coaching container or rather like a group program container with a big coach and everyone in there was talking about human design and I was like what is this and finally I was like what is this? And they just said, here, grab your chart and look what type you are and then head over there and like read a little more about it. And then I did that and I'd never felt so validated. And I feel like for projectors, especially it goes first, like, oh my God, everything makes sense now. And then comes the big crash, like, oh my God, how am I supposed to do this now? (laughs) Yes. I can say with a hundred percent conviction, that is exactly the feeling. (laughs) Your whole world turns upside down. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And then then you start hearing all the negative things about it. Like projectors don't have energy and blah, 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 blah. They can't do this. They shouldn't do that. And all of a sudden you feel like you're not allowed to do anything anymore. And then it can, <laughs> that can happen for other types too. But I feel like, especially for projectors, don't do anything before you get an invitation. It's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Sit on the couch and twiddle my thumbs? That never felt right right and then you feel helpless and disempowered and limited and put in a in a box that you don't want to fit in and my my teacher Karen Curry Parker who kind of coined her own system of quantum human design to make the language a little more empowering she always says or said and hopefully she still says it if human design ever feels limiting to you it's not the right understanding or it's not the right thing they're telling you because there's diehard human designers out there. Then there's interpreters, right? There's a lot of human design teachers out there now who interpret a little bit more loosely or combining, for example, gene keys and the I Ching and make their own mixture of things based on their understanding, which I appreciate because everything that's creativity comes from source, right? Comes from a pure place. But the dieharders, they can be a little um, dogmatic about it and say, no, only how I was originally downloaded is how we accept it. And that's also feeling very limiting to me. So I don't subscribe to that either. But 
everyone has to ultimately see what feels most empowering to them, I think. So if if it feels very empowering, but I've never really met a die-harder projector who also feels really empowered, honestly. Yes. And so when you first learn about human design, and I know we spoke about that before the, the show, there's a lot of talk about deconditioning. So once you learn about your human design type, it's about removing the parts that don't match you on a lot of different levels for projectors. There is a lot there because our operating system is so extremely different from everyone else. And when we spoke, we both agreed that the deconditioning process is a long journey, a lifetime journey. It isn't just, there is definitely some initial deconditioning that must be done, but over the course of your life, you're always deconditioning. And that term is something that um, has bothered both of us because it is really about just self-discovery. That's that's the other way of describing it, isn't it? Yeah, I love how you say that. And as you were speaking, the image that came through is it's really like a house, right? So maybe when you first find out that you're a projector and you've lived like a different type all of your life, then it's like you're finding yourself or you're inheriting a house from a set of messies who had the pl- whole place stacked under the ceiling with boxes and trash and, and charge keys, right? So what you have to do, then you get like the big containers, you throw everything out, you give the place a full cleaning, you toss out all the, the curtains, the carpets, everything, right? And then you give it new painting, new everything in the inside, and then you have a nice house. But your children are still going to like bring trash in the house, like your pets are going to leave a mess, the dust's coming in, you know, there's always going to be stuff that you need to clean up. But the initial piece, like you said, like the big cleaning, right? And then the other way, as you were speaking, is um, what I felt like was, it's really like just the spiritual journey of being human, right? We always grow. And only with human design, we are a little bit more aware of which direction is helpful for us to grow into and what is more helpful for us to leave behind quicker. Yes, I agree. And you want to leave all that junk behind, you know, and you want to have, for me, uh, learning about human design and my profile in particular, I feel like it's it's fast-tracked some of that self-discovery. And now I know what to pay attention to. I'm Like my decisions are, are a lot more considered in a different way than they were before. And I, I love that. Yeah. I was reading on your website that you have done a lot of deconditioning. I know that, but you've done a lot of soul growth too. And that you've been in 80 sacred medicine journeys. Is that right? Did I read that correctly? I um I stopped counting at 80. So maybe we're now at 90, but I did a lot of those kind of journeys over the first five years of being in that space. And then um, there's a lot of homework that you get to integrate from each of these journeys. So at some point, you, <laughs> I was a little bit like, okay, I need to slow things down a little bit. And also, you just become more desensitized. And it's not like you almost get access to a similar level of information when you're not in journey, just because journey is such a more normalized space for you, or that communication with your higher self or spirit or what can happen there, right? But that's not to say, like, I can bring in the same kind of magic just by myself because there's obviously something so powerful even just about about the liquid of the medicine what it physically does in a human's body right with like brain synopses and like how it can help you release trauma without knowing that you even had any trauma and stuff like that but yeah I'm definitely now I had a little baby 
six months ago. So I haven't gone in a long time. And I'm looking forward to when I'm done nursing to visit that space again, because it's so special and sacred. Well, I think it's it's just, I mean, you've gone through another major journey, having a baby. So the insights, your perspective, and the way that you look at the world has changed. So it'd be interesting to see the the epiphanies and the, the the breakthroughs that you have when you do step in again. And that's, I mean, that's exciting. It is. And it's also very interesting because it's my third baby. And it's, I was looking forward to having another child and getting to do this one more time. Now that I have done so much more work because my other children, I kind of had them. How do I want to nicely say this about myself? When I was um, a little more dumbly unaware and happy about it you know, <laughs> in my early 30s. And um, that was also beautiful. But now I get to appreciate very different layers of, of this journey and of having a baby and observing and even just pregnancy and the hormones and what they did. I didn't see them just anymore as like, oh, I'm just being hormonal. And now I see hormones as a thinning of the veil of they allow me to see what I can easily otherwise hide. But when I'm quote unquote being hormonal, I get shown what's really still in there that needs healing. So I had so much anger toward the masculine during this last pregnancy again and and other things. And I got such a more precise look into myself and I got to heal this before, maybe hopefully even with my baby, but also before he got into the world. And I am just seeing and feeling being a mother so differently now. My patience is very different. And the the times in the night when you have to get up are very different because it's it's just such a different level of gratitude and intention. Yes. And and it shows in the way that you express that journey on your socials. You can feel it coming through those little squares, all that beautiful oh. energy comes through and it, it is it is truly divine. And and you're definitely an inspiration for me. And, and for that, I am grateful. I don't have any kids. I did try and I wasn't able to, but I there is so much resonance in the stuff that you share, even though that hasn't been my experience. So it's been eye-opening for sure. Yeah. So with um, human design, just changing gears now, how can you use human design to make you feel more confident and strong when it comes to the business side of things? Well, for me personally, I signed up, for example, when I first became a coach, when I was a gut health coach, I signed up for a, I didn't know, I just knew how to help people with their diets and with their supplements and all that kind of stuff. But I did not know how to get clients. And I thought, oh, they'll just come, right? Like every naive new entrepreneur, <laughs> like, oh, I'll just make a website and then they'll come and then I'll talk about it a little bit and it'll just happen. But the thing is, they didn't. And <laughs> I signed up, my friend got me into, she's like, oh, I just signed up with this company and they're teaching you how to build a funnel and then do a sales call. And then you can just easily sell like a $5,000 course. And then if you do so many a month, then you'll be easy at like 30 to 50K a month. And it's totally worth it. And the program's only like, I don't know what it was, seven or 9K or something. It was a good amount of money, but I have to say they were awesome. But it did not work for me because I just could not sell in this way. And I thought, seriously, there's something wrong with me. I learned the sales script upside down, backside forth, all the objection handling. I was so good at it. I love talking to people. It wasn't any of those things. It was that um, it just wasn't how I'm meant to operate in, in a sales function as a projector. 
And I did over 230 of these calls. Each one of them was expensive because you had to pay Facebook ads to get people on the on the line, right? And so I just thought there was something wrong with me. And learning that I was a projector just helped me understand that there's nothing wrong with me, but I just need to use a different type of marketing or selling, which is more magnetism based, which is more like, oh, look what I have come hither kind of thing. <laughs> and I mean, that's the approach that I take with clients as well. I'm in marketing. They're, everyone is a different type. And so the information that I've learned about human design, I've started to implement, even though I'm not I'm not introducing human design to them, I'm, I'm conscious that everyone has a specific type and I'm using, I'm relying on my ability to see the truth about people and then I get in to, to really understand what it is they want to be doing, how do they want to express themselves. And I don't even need to know their type to be able to ask those questions. But having exactly. that awareness does make me feel more confident. Absolutely. And it, and me too. Uh, obviously, I know in its entirety the funnels and, you know, doing all of those things and, and ads and so forth. But when I think about doing that right now, and, it, and that may change if I feel intuitively that's what I want to do, but right Right now, making that choice for my business does not feel in alignment. I don't want to do that. I, I don't even want to post in batches anymore, which is, you know, not really that great from a productivity perspective, but it feels more in alignment. So, I, you know, that that is part of that, that mind conditioning because there are, you know, plenty of people in marketing who are telling you you need to sort of behave and act in one way. But that doesn't really match. And so when I speak to clients, I, I had one, she didn't even want to be on social media at all. And I was like, okay, well, how can we work around the fact that you don't really want to present yourself in that way? What? Are, let's talk about some of the other tools that you might feel more comfortable with. And there are plenty of ways to skin a cat when it comes to marketing. And it doesn't have to be just one way, but it's about giving yourself permission to do things differently. And then when you, when you understand all those different types, you're able to help clients lean in. And because you specialize with projectors in particular, because even amongst, for those who are listening, even amongst all the different types, there's five types in altogether, isn't there? Yeah, five yep. five different um, human design types. Within that is a particular code as well, because not everyone is the same profile. They've got placements in, in different ways. So then you're working with that person even in more detail to help them accelerate and showcase who they are, which I love. And you've created a hub now. You, you've created a hub specifically for projectors. So you're specializing and niching, which is a great way to market yourself, and which is what draw like drew me in 100%. But what has that experience been like when you think about the old ways of the things that you tried with funnels? What does that feel like now in comparison? Well, I still feel like um, there might be a place and a time for funnels, like you said, maybe in the future. And I like the idea of like, I have a, a couple of really good freebies that I love getting out into the world. And if that's a way to give someone value while getting them also onto my email list, I really don't mind, right? Because then once they receive my emails and they can decide like, do they resonate with what I'm sending them and my way of seeing the world and then they can leave again or not. But I have the chance to grow my my audience audience that I can speak to in their inboxes that way. That sounds fine and wonderful to me, right? Let's automate that. That could be done, right? But for working with someone personally, or even in the hub, I want to make sure that the people who join, like I, I have like a better understanding of who they are. 
because we're growing a community and especially for one-on-one clients, like, of course, we need to have that discussion first, right? And see what our authorities say. Are we a yes to each other? And for those of you listening who don't know what authority is, but that's specific to your human design chart, how you're going to make aligned decisions for you. So it's so nice because then we can get away from making decisions based on um, needing money or something, because we'll know like if we make decisions that are not from our authority, it'll usually end up a shit show anyways, right? Sometimes we have to learn these things a couple of times, But usually, once we've learned this a few times, we'll start listening to our authority. So what was the original question? Sorry, I feel like I went off path. I actually don't know because I just went on that journey with you. No, we were talking. (laughs) I was engrossed in the words that you were saying, which is so good. The question was about the business hub, um, the projector hub that you've got and, and how different that's been in comparison to just doing the standard marketing techniques like funnels, for example. You're saying that there is a place for that but the the hub itself what does that feel like to you well the hub what i wanted to create with the projector business hub is just a place I've had so many people over the years, so many projectors started specializing, I think, two or two and a half years ago before I did more general human design stuff. And they couldn't afford like working with me one on one or joining like a multi hundred dollar program. So I wanted to create something that's accessible and more affordable for anyone, but also where we have a community because our way of doing business doesn't look like the typical nine to five and let's just push and stay up till late at night and like get it all done kind of thing. Our way of doing business is very specific. It's spurt like and sometimes it's it's a lot of energetic work right last night I was up at four o'clock I'm like oh and I felt like I was doing things right and my teacher Karen Curry Parker she always says this too like we're our purpose as projectors is to do like the energetic work on the back end a lot for the world but and interestingly in one of my many many ayahuasca journeys ever before ever even heard of human design it showed me exactly that's what I was doing like I was working very deep back in the cosmos in the fabric whereas like the politics is all like front end right politicians and but I was like back here doing like back end energetic tweaking twirling kind of stuff and and we need to honor ourselves for this way of like being paid for our wisdom and our guidance not for how much we deliver and how many hours a day we work right and that's why I created the hub because I wanted to create a space where this becomes the norm so it's a mixture of projector business school where you actually learn about your chart and about being a projector and there's one new module a month so there's lots of I used to be fast like let's get all this info out but then the integration couldn't happen right people are like oh my god too much information where am I going to do with this all right but so now we're going to just do this nervous system friendly one module a month and really get time to integrate it so that we can allow for all of this deep penetration and these deep wisdom to come through when we are allowing ourselves to not just watch a module but like really interact with it so absolutely because people need time to digest what they're learning and as projectors and you know maybe some of the the old patterns that we've learned along the way we feel like we need to overgive. you know we need we need to give and give and give and give and give but actually when you pair it back people find i've noticed this with clients as well when i pair it back they actually feel more value because they're getting that chance to actually work it through and and let it settle 
And what I loved about what you said before was when you're working with clients, there's a point where you check in to make sure both of you feel that it's right to move ahead. I know when I started my business, I was accepting at the beginning, you know, and this was way before human design and and everything else. I set an intention that I wanted to work with purpose-based businesses. So businesses who are in it beyond just wanting to make money, which was a, a really great initial first sanity check of the kinds of clients I was going to accept in because the conversations with purpose-based businesses is very different from people who were just wanting to make money. And I allowed one person, one business in who was kind, I knew they were on the fence and I ignored it. And then of course she hit the fan after, you know, nine, nine or 10 months of working together. It just got too much because the, the conversations were about one, they were unrealistic and two, they just, their focus wasn't on service. And so I let them go. And so I've got beautiful purpose-based businesses, but I've since learning about human design, I've gone one step deeper. And now any new clients that come on board have to fill out a questionnaire because I want to understand, or we meet, we meet and I ask them those questions, but I want to understand their true drive and intention. I want to feel the energy of what that person feels like because I'm respecting not only them, but I'm respecting myself. And it isn't just a free for all. It isn't just an open market. Everyone's got access to my energy and to my genius and whatever. And that's not in an ego way. That's in a, that's in a place of truth, but giving yourself permission to do that, no matter who you are and what business you're in, actually is going to harmonize your business. And it's actually going to provide you with more success because those conversations, those interactions, that work that you do with the other, the other person is going to feel a hell of a lot more joyful and light and easy. That's my favorite word, ease, you know, easy about doing that work. And I know that, you know, as you said, that's what you do, that that point, and you encourage the people who are uh, training with you and learning with you, you encourage them to really anchor into their own authority. And, and I love that so much. Yeah, and there's also a module in there on the right recognition, right? Because we projectors, we need to be recognized like some people who might be listening to us they might be like oh my god right Marianne or Alex what she's saying like is so amazing and they might have the best downloads in their head as we're speaking that means that they're recognizing us for our true genius right and when that recognition is correct then us projectors we have everything that we need in order to fulfill the invitation so yes we can help everyone right but also we should shouldn't and definitely not um, when we're not invited or asked because that never lends well and then we get bitter and then it turns into a whole process and cycle that is unhealthy and but when we're recognized for the right thing and we're invited we have everything to really make change somebody's life right and for every projector because every chart is different this will be different we each have a different purpose some some of us, we write, some of us, we coach, some of us, we paint, some of us, like, there's a bunch of big actors who are projectors, right? That's their art of, like, guidance and living and expressing themselves. And there's no wrong way about it. But when the in- invitation is right for them as well, then what they deliver is right for everyone. So it's just really fascinating. And on the other side, when we accept invitations that recognize us for something that is not in line with our chart or with our, how people sometimes say, energetic blueprint, right? 
then it's going to be something codependent or something that exhausts you or something that ends in a shit show or where you get blamed, like all these kind of things. So yeah, it's really necessary. And I had to accept in the past too, I had to accept people for, you know, money reasons. And yeah, you do that a few times. You know, not to do that anymore. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, and since learning about human design, I, I, I know as soon as I really aligned all my copy on my website, I changed, I merged my business and my personal Instagram together because it felt split apart. So now it's just, you know, Marianne Katsidis. I changed the name from MAK Marketing to Marianne Katsidis. So there was, a, there was a long, you know, a lot of work being done on the back end. And then, as soon as I was in alignment, a new client came through. And so my approach was completely different because I'd had, you know, this, this another beautiful awakening. And now when we meet, she sits there with a laptop. She'll ask me a question about what she, you know, what she's concerned about or a block that she's got in regards to showcasing her business. But she sits there with a laptop and she is literally writing out everything that I'm saying, every single word. So I can just sit there and download and channel in what she needs because I can see, you know, as projectors, we can see what's ahead. And so, you know, that beautiful runway lights up. And and so she is literally writing down verbatim the actions that are coming through. And it is so, it is so exciting because she, I know she's recognizing who I am and the work that I do because she is literally, you know, transcribing the download. And I feel the ease because I feel validated as well. And and then she goes, off she goes and she does the work. And that's in her time, you know, in her energy flow, as fast or as slow as that needs to be. And if we were all operating from our human design, what do you think our world would look like? If everyone truly understood their type, what would the world look like in your opinion? Well, it's funny because since I was a little kid, I always had this belief that if each of us just did what we most wanted to do, then there would be a perfect balance in the world. And I feel like that's all really that the human design chart is guiding everyone toward what they really want to do, right? Because there's a lot of different planetary placements, some of which are your values in your Venus, for example, some of which are your spiritual purpose in your Neptune or your Uranus where you're different and then you have your sun and your earth what you shine out what grounds you and then you have it all on two different sides because the human design chart comes with a multiple multitude of numbers that is too much to explain right now but it's all what naturally tickles you is just written out right in your human design chart and then you combine a little bit of astrology in there which I like to do just as much as I know but I'm not an astrologer but when you combine those two then you get full pretty much as full of an understanding of yourself as you can I think but yeah I think for example my cleaning lady she's from El Salvador and she's a Manny Jen and she's like my she's my Latin grandma she's always she always says and we love each other and I always thank her like every time she comes and like the amount of work she does in the house and then I pay her and I'm like how does she only want this little like if I had to do this I'd have to charge way more right but yeah. she has the energy for it she enjoys it and I always thank her I'm like oh my god Lupe when you were here like my house is always so wonderful 
and I really enjoy it and it helps me so much. And she's like, I just love supporting you and my other families. It just feels so good to me, right? And it's like, she truly enjoys that. She also does other things in her free time that she also enjoys, but for work and getting paid, she loves that kind of stuff, right? For me, I love talking to people and changing their awareness and their consciousness, right? And I love getting paid for that. That's easy for me. And some people want to be blacksmiths. Some people love being electricians, right? Some people love to be roofers. Some like, I'm not counting in like the epidemic of couch potatoes. I don't think anyone really enjoys truly on a soul level being a couch potato and not doing anything and just scrolling on the internet. Like when people are really truly connected with you know, some people know since they were little, they want to be a fireman, right? And then they become one and it's all they wanted, right? And they help society by helping people get out of burning houses and stopping fires, right? And yeah. I feel like if everyone was tuned into that, then we'd have such a beautiful balance. I agree. And, you know, I mean, just picture what businesses would be like if people were actually doing what they wanted to be doing. Imagine having staff that truly wanted to be there. I've, yeah. I've got the goosies, you know, I've got the shivers because that is where the opportunities are. If you're, I know there are businesses that are revolutionizing the way that that they're recruiting staff. So they're actually thinking about the different types of candidates they need in their workplace when it comes to human design. And that is, I mean, that's cutting edge. Like if you're thinking about the people that you're introducing into your business as a way of supporting you, supporting that growth, connecting with your audience, I mean, like that's mind blowing. You know, you you want people who are, are visionaries, but you want also, you know, as a you know projected, for example, I need a, quite a lot of support. So I've got people, the right people who are better at doing some things than me. And I, I fully allow myself to receive that support so I can do the things that I really love to do. And if you're breaking apart your business in that way where you've got people who are who love it you know who are like this is this is what I want to be doing then that is where harmony exacerbates you know that's where harmony in this world everything it feels to me when I when I feel into the energy of it it feels like it the earth settles everything starts to calm right down there is a, a respect there that is so needed. Every, everyone is so divided in the extreme. So it's amazing that I can even tap into that vision right now. But it, it feels calm. It feels so gentle. And you want to support other people in their business because when you're seeing them in their joy, it lights you up, which is why when you see artists or you see you know, creatives or you see people in business or you see even or hear inspirational speakers, that lights you up because you know that's what they truly want to be doing. And so if everyone was choosing that, I can't imagine people are actively choosing, I won't say, you know, industries specifically. We, we don't need to shame those people. They, we know which industries they are. But, you know, I think a lot of people are choosing because it's initially has been about the money. It isn't initially been about the expectations because they studied A, B, C and D. But at the beginning of their journey, when they left school or even during school, they were already being programmed into what they needed to be doing and what might look right for them. But I know for me, when I was 15, 
I wanted to be a glass blower. Yeah, so random, right? I'm, I'm a fire sign, so I was drawn to the fire. It was amazing. But I did um, two weeks at a place called the Jam Factory here in Adelaide, and each um, there were lots of different sections, woodworking, uh, glass, jewellery making, ceramics, all the different things. And I I did I got to experience all of them. And then during my, hol- my school holidays, I went back and spent more time for free just wanting to learn the glass blowing side of things. And I I said to my Greek parents, bless them, I wanted to be a glass blower. And they thought that I was losing my mind, right? But had uh, they known what we kind of know now and were using the human design tools and, and had even just we were in that world, that conversation would have been, okay, great. Well, let's get you learning about how to run a business. You can step into that side of things. We'll, you know, we'll create a plan and a roadmap for you so you can do that and be free. You know, that certainly was not the journey. But because it wasn't, I went into the corporate sector and then I went into full hustle mode. And I was, you know, I was I was fiery. There was a lot of things, but I disconnected from that truth. And it took years of um, self-discovery and a lot of ha- some harsh experiences, a lot actually of harsh experiences to come back to that creative expression. Now I paint, I, you know, get to talk to beautiful people like yourself. I, I write a lot. There's a lot of different things where it comes out now. But imagine if our schooling system applied human design and use those discussions. Imagine then in 20, 30, 40 years time, what our world would look like. Crazy, huh? I know. It would be a miracle and they need to. But you've got you've got kids. And so I'm assuming that you're you you've done their profiles, you know what their their design types are. Are you using that to help parent your kids? Yeah, very much. Like even when it comes down to I have a only one generator child. Thank the heavens. <laughs> he's awesome. He just he's whirly. And um just knowing that there's nothing wrong with him, right? When the schools t- try to tell me he can't sit still. No, he's got a lot of energy, right? Yeah. So let's get that out. And knowing that for him it's extra important to have a physical hobby and to get his energy out once a day, like all and so he can go to bed like tired and well, like satisfied and rested, like wake up rested. But also knowing that open open-ended questions don't work so well with him and can overwhelm him asking him more yes and no and giving him that awareness is it an aha or an uh uh-uh right for his sacral and then my daughter being a projector like I understand parts of that very well and like guiding her to her authority like this is how you make decisions she's splenic so it's all in the moment yes or no and if she's changing her mind a lot that that's totally normal right and my baby is a manifester, so that will be its own <laughs> powerful <laughs> journey. But already like training my brain more that I'm informing him, right? Because manifestors want to be informed. And the more you do something with a child, the more they will do it back too, because informing is also the strategy for manifestors. So if I am really consistent and good about informing him, like mommy's going to leave the room, I'll be right back. And he'll be like, oh, and then in the future, hopefully, because manifest as being very independent, I hope that he will also inform me what he's up to instead of just running off. Yeah, so it just, I just love the idea of understanding their charts and seeing more like, how can I guide them to become the person that they are meant to become and that feels good to them as opposed to doing the mini me stuff, you know, turning them into a, a different version of me, which I wouldn't recommend anyways, but 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I love that because you have all of that understanding, that experience for them will be so completely different because you'll be able to guide them to their joy and, and encourage them to stick to choices, not of the mind, but through their authority. And that, I mean, that's a beautiful gift. That really is. And and I, I hope that for any parents listening who've got young ones um, and even, even teens, you know, even older ones, it doesn't even matter for not only for you, but for your family as well. And it helps you understand the people around you, not just in business, but in, in general. And it will definitely change things. Absolutely. My, my cousin has a beautiful three-year-old and he he is in that one percent he he has no authority he just knows and so he's a he's a force on his own and you have to trust that he knows at three what he needs you can't tell him what he's going to be doing you have to ask him you know even to hug him I have to you know I ask him can I hug you and and he will say why and then I'll explain why and he understands and then we can go then he he kind of just sort of stands there waiting for me to do it which is great but imagine if his parents didn't understand that, what that would be like in the schooling system where he's being told what he needs to do. But that there's going to be a conflict there, definitely. They're not going to be able to understand. So even, even teachers really learning about this will help them gain a better connection and a better understanding of their students. I know they're already overwhelmed for the most part, but it might make things easier. I think so. I think if anyone listens to this and you guys, anyone feel called to bring human design into school, schools <laughs> please do yeah well that's that's how you change the world for sure so talking about changing the world you are a change maker what do you love about leading from the heart space well that's my baby squeaking uh, <laughs> what I love about leading from the heart space is that it's easy because there's no doubt when I was a teen and when I was in my 20s I felt that I was the most indecisive person I knew everyone else could make decisions, but I couldn't. And um, it was very confusing to me. And one day I just decided that my head just cannot make any decisions because I can make pro and con lists for anything. I can go this way. I can go that way. I can make arguments for anything. So I found out over time that the only reliable decisions I can make are from the heart space and that all of a sudden life became easy and I wasn't indecisive anymore at all. I just found the place in my body where I could lead from and that was my heart. And it's not that my life all of a sudden became easier, but I finally knew how to make good decisions for myself. And I could trust that when I make a decision from my heart, that everything turns out great. And the same is true for anything that I do in my business, because like you were talking earlier about, imagine if every business was purpose-led or something like that, right? Well, then we don't even need to do all these coercive marketing techniques anymore when we're just assuming that every business has the right to be because the product or the service solves a problem, right? And so, for example, people who feel like they need to use a fear-based or lack-based or pushy marketing or sales techniques, right? However people want to call these things, there's always some lack within them, right? But if you're thinking about, hey, there's a gold rush and I'm selling shovels, is that something that needs to be pushed or is that just a need being met or a problem being solved, right? So I like to think of it more that way. And then if everyone can just be really clean and open and upfront about it, here, this is what I'm selling and this is the problem that it's solving. Then we can just be very heart-based, 
from like from the bottom and nobody needs to feel like they're getting tricked right or it can just be very clean interactions and we're going to save ourselves so much energy <laughs> totally Sa saving so much energy if you're leading from the heart space i couldn't agree more alex i'm going to be sharing your uh, details across the socials but how can our audience connect with you i think the easiest is probably on instagram because then you find instagram is such a beautiful place of a living breathing business card and you know i'd love to invite you to come over and read some of my little downloads that, that i get from my heart <laughs> um, for projectors if you feel interested alexandra.danielli with one l at instagram beautiful thank you so much for being on the show today it has has warmed my heart getting the opportunity to chat to you i could ask you a million other questions about projector things but i won't i won't i won't be selfish in that way but thank you for yeah thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom about human design about leading from the heart space and i look forward to seeing more of your beautiful posts and downloads soon thank you so much for having me marianne it was lovely to chat with you and to bring this to your audience thank you thank you